NFL draft was over the weekend and the Hoosiers had Micah McFadden drafted on day three, as we expected a little earlier though, than we expected. We'll get you caught up on him landing with the giants and all of the undrafted free agents for the Hoosiers that signed across the league in today's episode. You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, May 2nd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics, whether it's news, analysis, uh, previews and recaps during the season, and whether it's the actual college or, as we'll talk about today, some pro Hoosiers as well. We have you covered with everything IU related. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. Want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day today. Most specifically, your first listen every single day. Uh, just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We premiere the episodes there at 7 a.m. every day. Be sure to join in on the conversation over there. I want to have a mailbag episode here hopefully this week if we get enough questions so if you guys are watching on youtube leave a question in the comments i read them i will uh compile them and try to do them all in one episode if you're listening you can follow us on twitter at lo underscore hoosiers to uh, tweet us a question leave it in a review i'll see it there as well however you guys want to get the question to us feel free to do it Uh, i'll tweet out something asking for questions this week as well but I'd like to get a mailbag episode, uh, try to get some, uh, see what you guys want to hear about and answer some questions as well. Now, let's, uh, before we jump in today's episode, just remember wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast at, Locked on Hoosiers is available. Go subscribe over there. And as I said, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. It was a, an exciting day three for the Indiana Hoosiers who, had Micah McFadden drafted maybe a, a round or two earlier than we anticipated on Wednesday's episode. We talked about uh, Micah, Peyton Hendershot, Ty Freifogel, the three that seem most likely to potentially be drafted. Micah had, by most accounts, a sixth or seventh round grade, but uh, he ends up being drafted in round five with the 146th overall pick to the New York football giants. He is the 13th player drafted since 2014 for the Hoosiers. Uh, It's at least one player drafted each year uh, dating for the last nine years, but that's the longest streak since dating back to 1983 through 1994. Uh, The Hoosiers have trended in the right direction, I guess would be the best way to say it. Uh, When it comes to draft picks, they're obviously not anywhere near any of the top programs, but they are building some momentum and they're regularly sending one or two players to the draft, which uh, on top of building a culture in Bloomington, you also want to build a culture of sending players to the draft. Interestingly, as I went back and looked at the list of players drafted, there's a Wikipedia article because obviously there's a Wikipedia article. There's a Wikipedia article about everything. It's every IU player that has been drafted. And I didn't, I I never really realized it during all these years, but normally the players drafted 
are offensive players for IU. You have your your Dan Feeney's, your Nate Sudfelds, uh, Tandon Doss going way back, Tevin Coleman, obviously, and Jordan Howard. Um, even your Cody Latimer, Cody Latimer's, ooh, easier said than done. Uh, but all those guys are drafted or obviously offensive players. Uh, Micah is the highest drafted defensive player since 2008. Tracy Porter to the New Orleans Saints. He was a second round pick, the 40th overall. And so really, I mean, there isn't even a lot of defensive players that have been drafted since then. Jamie Curlew, Ray Fisher, you want to talk some old school names. Those are back in the 2010. Those were both seventh round picks. Uh, And then you look at the only other one, I believe, is Jamar Johnson last year, who was a fifth round pick. Everybody else is an offensive player. Uh, Chris Covington was a sixth round pick. Everybody else, I should say, is an offensive player. So huge for Micah to be drafted. It sounds, I guess, based on reading up, uh, doing some research, it really seems like the Giants are a really good fit for him. Um, They had a big need for inside linebacker, which is what Micah is going to play. They play a 3-4 defense, which... I'm not a X's and O's nerd by any shot for football, but it seemed the consensus was that would be the best uh, kind of scheme to play Micah in. And they are a blitz heavy defense. And that one, I don't need to explain as much because anybody who watched IU football last year knows that Micah can get to the quarterback. And in reality, that's probably the best way to use him is as a blitz heavy uh, linebacker. He's. We talked in that pod on went last Wednesday, previewing the draft that he's a very unique player in that respect, uh, and so he seems to have landed in a place where, at the very least, he's going to play sp- some special teams. Uh, he should make the roster. Fifth round picks almost always make the roster at the very least, and there is a a pathway to him getting some playing time, potentially a uh, big if, but the giants were really thin at inside linebacker. So uh, drafting Micah McFadden seemed like drafting a need and for better or for worse, typically those types of players at least get a shot in the NFL. And that is exciting, encouraging to think about for Micah McFadden. There was a lot of reaction to his draft or him being drafted Uh, Every pick, there seems to be a reaction uh, for these and grades. We're going to look at what people across the internet were saying. There's some stats in here that are really interesting as well. We'll look at those here in just a moment. Summer is coming, and and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take on your family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kid's backpack. Make sure that everyone has a bar so that you are fueled for your summer adventures. Uh, I have mine right here, upside down. Let's try it that way. Built bar right there. Uh, Salted caramel, if you guys can see it. I don't think the camera will focus, but that's the new flavor I'm trying out. They get my my approval. So uh, the best thing about Built Bar is about the salted caramel, the cookies and cream I have as well, is that they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, They're not like your mom and dad's protein bars that you have to 
that are hard to chew down. They're chalky. They're waxy. These are incredibly tasty, incredibly good for you as well. Compare them to whatever candy bar is your favorite, and these are going to be better for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Uh, and like I said, the best part is that they have so many flavors. Their motto is to uh, make it tasty and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they keep pulling it off. So go to built.com to get all your favorites. Use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order when you are done. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Shout out uh, to Kyle Schwarber, who anybody that's a baseball fan has certainly <laughs> seen what he's been doing. He is on an absolute tear, had a homer on Sunday night that I have absolutely no idea how it got out of the park uh, way low in the zone. He went down on one knee to get it, and somehow hits it out to dead center field. Uh, he is in, he is red hot right now. Like he is absolutely incredible. Uh, the Phillies lost 10 to six, but it was not because of Schwarber who went three of four uh, with a home run, a pair of home runs, excuse me. So he was not at fault for that one. He is absolutely mashing the ball in Philly. Let's get back to the NFL draft, see some of these reactions people had to uh, Micah going to the Giants. Pro Football Focus, we referenced them a ton during the season with their grades of players throughout games all season long. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what their ratings or their ranking system was. This was graded as a good pick for uh, the Giants landing McFadden. Here's their little nugget of information they had, uh, or part of it at least. He earned an 81.9 pass rushing grade this season, uh, or that season. That was a couple years ago, and has only seen it go up in the two subsequent years. In 2021, his 92.0 pass rushing grade led the entire country in the off-ball linebacker position. That goes with what we were saying earlier, and what anybody who watched Micah McFadden can tell you is that he has an ability to get to the quarterback that is. Um, both like special, it's really good and also unique. It's not really a position that typically gets to the quarterback. So he's uh, really good in that respect. NFL.com uh, to the point of Micah potentially getting in some playing time, getting on the field. Uh, quote, McFadden can come in and instantly help out on obvious rundowns as well as on special teams. The good news about a 3-4 scheme is that there are four linebackers and you need depth. And so I, Micah is going to get his chances to get onto the field. Uh, he's going to see a lot of time in the preseason. Uh, I know that it might make, might give you a reason to watch some preseason giants games uh, because he will absolutely see the field then. So it'll be interesting what he does with that opportunity during the preseason if he can parlay that into getting on the field and playing in the quote-unquote actual games. CBS Sports 
said, quote, heady three down linebacker with legitimate coverage ability underneath, which is vital in today's NFL quality, albeit unspectacular athlete and is an older prospect. The uh, lack of athleticism is something that we talked about on Wednesday. Uh, That was a knock on him. We saw his ability to play in coverage and be a three-down linebacker for IU. In college, he didn't have much of a weakness. Uh, Obviously, it's a huge step up in the NFL, but he was able to be a three-down linebacker in college. Now, I know those CBS and NFL kind of uh, reactions contradict one another. Um, I think he's probably going to be more in the run, the obvious running downs right now and have to kind of earn his way into being a three-down linebacker. I'd be really surprised if he came in and was a three-down linebacker. Pleasantly surprised. Uh, That's just such a big jump. Uh, As underrated as I think Micah is, uh, that's a big jump from going from college to the fifth round to being a three-down linebacker your rookie year in the NFL. So uh, we'll see. I would imagine it's something closer to the obvious rundowns and uh, rather than being a three-down linebacker. But who knows? Maybe he impresses in um, the off-season workouts, training camp, preseason, earns some more playing time. Bleacher Report, uh, quote, Indiana's Micah McFadden is a between-the-tackles linebacker who's at his best when asked to play downhill. He also presents some flexibility as an edge rusher in certain sub-packages, In some ways, he's similar to the New York Giants' Carter Coughlin. Uh, It will be interesting to see if he's used as an edge rusher at all uh, or how teams deploy him. If you can get creative, he just has such a a great ability to – I can't remember who who said it, but he almost reads blockers like a running back. Uh, I know we said it back on Wednesday's episode. I can't remember where it came from, but – I thought that was a really apt description that he has such an ability to read where the holes are going to open up on the line and get through them and have these straight shots for the quarterback. So it will be interesting to see if a team like if the Giants can get creative and how they use him, see if he's used strictly as an inside linebacker or if they move him around or try to just get him in situations where he can get to the quarterback and get in the backfield. Because that's when he's at his at his best, when he can make those chaos plays that uh, is the word that's mentioned all the time in uh, college football and with the Hoosiers is those chaos plays. And he can make a lot of them and he can uh, that's a, an area where he can use his smaller size as well to break through that line and get into the backfield, get those tackles for losses, potentially get those sacks as well. So we'll see if uh, he's able to make use of that. It's it's interesting. It seems like a really good scenario for Micah to land, though. Uh, it's a team that has a need at his position. They drafted him high, higher than we expected, so it seems like they believe he can contribute. And if all goes according to plan, perhaps he's able to step in and uh, play a, a good amount of minutes in his first season up in New York. So, We'll certainly try to stay up to date with him, but he was not the only person that uh, he was the only person drafted, but he was not the only, I guess, person joining a team on Saturday as there was a number 
of undrafted free agents for Indiana that signed all over the place. We'll get you caught up on that as well as a transfer to IU football. Might have went a little under the radar this weekend as well. BetOnline.net, though, is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is the place to go and is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs to esports and more. Uh, we've talked. We talked on Friday about Victor Oladipo, his return uh, to the rotation to the starting lineup. The Heat play tonight, and they play a Sixers team that will be without Joel Embiid. I don't know what shape the Sixers are going to be in. I don't know if Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry uh, are going to be around. Um, they were the two that were out that made way for. Uh, Oladipo to step into the starting lineup. They're all listed as, or three of them are listed as questionable. Kyle Lowry will not play. So I imagine that's going to mean there's still going to be minutes available for Vic. Miami is a seven and a half point favorite on bet online. I would take Miami in that. Philly relies so much on Joel Embiid. Being without him for the first time is going to be a big adjustment period. Uh, and I really like this Miami team. So I would take uh, Miami minus seven and a half. But if you guys want to join in on the action, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. In a couple of uh, situations on Saturday, former Hoosiers are teaming up to go to various teams led by Peyton Hendershot and Ty Freifogel going to the Cowboys. Uh, the two that were the next most likely to be drafted, uh, obviously neither of them did. Both sign as undrafted free agents with America's team. I don't. Are they still America's team? I know they have the nickname. Uh, I don't know who is technically would be America's team. Maybe the Bucks, just because of Tom Brady. Nevertheless, Hendershot could potentially step in uh, to secure the number two tight end position. Uh, it seems like there could be a bit of an opening. He's going to have to beat some people out, uh, but there is a little bit of a pathway. Similarly, a little bit of a pathway for Ty Freifogel. Amari Cooper left for Cleveland. There means there's an opening of some sort there. Uh, I don't think you signed Ty Freifogel to fill that opening, but all you need is a little crack to make an impression and both have a small opportunity to do that. Raheem Lane goes to the Chargers. He was a reliable rock in the secondary for Indiana last season. Problem is, he is joining an absolutely stacked defensive backfield for the Chargers. Asante Samuel Jr., just reading that name makes me feel old. Darwin, or excuse me, Derwin James and JC Jackson as well. Both are uh, in that backfield or secondary, excuse me, defensive backfield. A lot harder to see a path to play for Raheem Lane barring uh, injury, but staying ready and taking advantage of any opportunity is going to be the key. Caleb Jones and Ryder Anderson, meanwhile, will are both signed with the Packers. 
Physically, Caleb Jones has the makeup of a traditional offensive lineman. It's hard to imagine, uh, with all due respect to him, anybody from that offensive line last year making it to the NFL without some some sort of drastic change, uh, to say the least. Ryder Anderson is interesting. He started the year red hot. Uh, if you remember back in the fall, he was the defensive MVP of fall camp, which seemed wild at the time, but he played really, really well out of the gate. Really, really uh, fizzled out, though, at the same time. So it seems like even longer long shots for the two of them to uh, do much with Green Bay, but you never know. Again, can't say that enough. You never know. All you need is a chance. So uh, certainly a lot of names to pay attention to uh, in off-season workouts, training camp, preseason, and whatnot. There could be even more names to add to that as the off-season goes on. Wrap up with some news about a transfer for IU football. They landed Tennessee transfer Anderson Kobe, a very unheralded name. He spent 2021 with the Vols, but he only played one game. Before that, he played at Northeast Mississippi Junior College. Uh, He had 24 receptions for 422 yards, seven touchdowns in junior college. He was ranked the third best junior college wideout and number 30 overall in the 2021 class by 247 Sports. Obviously, things didn't work out in Tennessee. The wide receiver uh, position is... Wide, wide, wide open after a disappointing last season where a lot of the players just either Ty Freifogel went to the NFL or just transferred. So there is a lot of playing time wide open, but Kobe obviously just missed the entirety of spring practice. So he's going to be playing catch up big time here coming to Bloomington, but uh, still nonetheless... Any help, any help will be uh, welcome because that was one of the most disappointing positions last season was the wide receivers. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. We're going to start doing some more off-season content, um, just kind of previewing. We'll look at a little bit of football, probably a lot of basketball, since you guys seem to enjoy that a lot more. Not shocking that Indiana fans like um, basketball more than football, but previewing um, maybe each team, looking at IU basketball's potential schedule. I have a list of things we could potentially do. Again, among those, I want to have a mailbag pod. So again, tweet at us at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, write in the YouTube comments or leave a review asking a question you guys might have, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, soccer, uh, whether it's about the teams in Bloomington, whether it's about a pro Hoosier, whatever it is, free agency for Oladipo or Zeller or anything, whatever you guys want to hear about, let me know. And I can, uh, I will happily talk about that for you guys. Now make your second listen today, locked on NFL draft, ton of stuff to wrap up now. Uh, Also, head on over to Locked On Big Ten. I am over there weekly on Thursday's episode uh, to uh, talk whatever is going on with the Big Ten. So 
head on over there, get all of your daily Big Ten news in less than 30 minutes with Big Ten expert Nate Dickinson. Uh, it's free. It's available wherever you guys get your podcasts. Appreciate all the love. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review if you can. Most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous, tremendous Monday in LEO.